Go live. Ladies and gentlemen, I think we're live. 4 o'clock p.m. Canoga Park, California, June 1st, 2023. And this episode is brought to you by Eagle Rider Motorcycle Rentals and Tours. Don't forget to check out TulaneLife.com to learn how you can travel, save money, do all that good stuff. Who do we have in the house today? Well, before we say that, I mean, I had to switch to whiskey because New Belgium <laughs> has uh, not delivered on their beer. I, uh, <laughs> I cracked a C4 that I got at an event recently, and I've been kind of tripping out for the past hour, but it's okay. Skin's just crawling. And <laughs> so I knew we were going to do a piece with Eagle Rider today. So these are Harley socks, but they're Eagle Rider Eagle colors. Eagle Rider colors, beautiful, right? Ah, beautiful. This is Sean Fetcher. Vector. Vector. Okay. Sorry. Nobody gets it right. <laughs> we, we were ty- trying to look at it earlier, and then your title's so long. <laughs> like capital markets and sub. No. It is. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but welcome to our studio. Uh, we've been on the phone a few times. We're proud to have you here. You wanted to come up and be live in person. We mentioned maybe we'd do this over stream. Right? You're like, no way. I want to come up into the studio. Yeah, I've been a fan of the of the show so I mean, if you're going to be on it you got to be live and right face to face always more fun and who doesn't want to drive an hour and a half to canoga right. park <laughs> <laughs> do it live and do that's only live. 20 yeah. minutes 20 miles it is no i'm it's kidding crazy, yeah. But it, yeah it's, but it's it not that crazy. far yeah. so no so hey um thanks for all the support uh you guys have given us since really kind of october of last year we started putting you on the the sponsor on the live so we appreciate that and and we've also, you know, had bikes from you guys, yeah. and you guys have just been great. We have fans that show up all the time here on Eagle Rider bikes, and we, awesome. we tell them, "Hey, did you use our link?" And but they're, you know, from all over the country, from all over the globe. We we just had a group here the other day from from London uh, that was on going down to pick up his experience in the Eagle Rider bike. So cool stuff and and we like it too because you know we don't necessarily always have to ride our bikes yeah we can jump on a plane and go to a destination where we don't have to take five days to get there and be on a bike and do that trip in five days and be back well that's a, that's the important thing and the cool yeah. thing about eagle riders we all love riding our own bikes you all want to be on your own bike but when you go somewhere where you can't really take your bike you can take a harley or yeah. whatever you ride, whatever you ride, so you can still get that experience, and like you said, you get home quicker. That's we call it a bike in your suitcase. You know, that's the beauty yeah. of, of Eagle Rider, and it was cool when we had when I started 14 years ago, and we had I think I don't know 12 or 15 locations, and it's even cooler today. We've got almost 230 locations. We can we just opened two in Brazil, so we can now say that we're on six. Continents, wow. and I'll tell you, find me a motorcycle rental place in Antarctica, and wow. I'll get a set up there too. But right now, I think we're stuck on six continents for a while. <laughs> well, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. That's why I was hanging out with uh, uh, at our at our offices with Jesse James Dupree from Full Throttle Saloon. Yeah. By the way, you you got that's a guy you got to have. Yeah. I mean, you want to talk about you might you might be a four hour episode. That's okay with Jesse because I've never he's a master master storyteller, but he had a great line. He said, "An eagle rider bike." So what you got to get into people is that an Eagle Rider bike is your bike. You know, it's just it's just an extension of what you ride at home. And I think you hit it on the head is that, yeah, of course, we would all love to ride our own bike to Sturgis if you had three weeks. Right. A week to get there, a week to hang out mm-hmm. and, you know, you know, a couple of days to recover and then a week to ride right. home. But that's the great thing. We've got you, know, you, you mentioned Sturgis. It's a great example. We've got two locations right there, one in one right at the Rapid City Airport and one out at Full Throttle Saloon. So you could fly in, get a bike, enjoy the rally. 
I mean, it doesn't say, you know, it's not like a rental car. It doesn't have a rent me all over the side. It, you, nobody's going to know, well, the, the except fun- for maybe the pipes, that it's not your own bike. Well, the funny thing is, is, as you mentioned that, one year we did go to Sturgis, and my son Lance and his buddy Jeff Seabear, they were with us and they had to go, but they had to get back. So we all went on the same trip, but they took two Eagle Rider bikes. Yeah. They left them there and flew back home. But I think for us, you know, when we first started this stuff, we could go. It was tough because we'd go do like a weekend trip and get one episode. Then we're like, well, that's stupid because we're gone every weekend. And now we got to go during the week. And so we said, okay, let's just go out a week at a time. That gives us three weeks back in the shop. It allows Josh to edit, you know, a little bit better. And it allows us to fulfill, you know, all of our sales. And it's gotten to be so busy that there's no way we could take a 16 day trip. So I love it. If we're going to jump on a plane, boom, we take the wives, yay or nay. We're on the bikes and we're back and we've just only blown a week. Who makes that decision on taking the wives, by the way, is that you? Uh, the wives I'm going to assume it's them. The wives <laughs> make the decision when they see where we're going. Yeah, oh, yeah. You're like, yeah, yeah, we don't you're going go to Canada, there. we want to go with you. Oh, you're yeah. going here, oh, we want to go. You know. I'm going to guess they don't do any of the uh, November trips. They've No, the they've oh, been yeah. in the snow, they've, they've been, been in the snow. wind, and they don't complain. They suit up, they love it. They love the nightlife when we're in a town. So they are full troopers they've never complained and they've ridden all year well and, and i think the other thing about it you know we did we picked up some motorcycles in milwaukee and rode to maine uh we picked up some motorcycles you know down in in tennessee and rode through tennessee and kentucky yeah. on roads that we've never been on and roads that they've never been on and they just love the experience of that so the motorcycles not only taken us to some of these just quaint unique places they've been able to experience that too it's like, I tell people all the time, and it's it's cool that you brought that up. First of all, my wife is a very fair weather rider, but it's below seventy five. She's not going anywhere near the motorcycle. <laughs> she's I, we met when I was living in Mexico, and we've been in Southern California for fourteen years now. So it's uh, she's a very fair weather right. rider. But I, mean, I tell people all the time, and I, just like I'm sure when you guys run into people and they say, "Oh my God, this must be so cool doing what you guys do and making a living, right. spending time on the road, and just." talking about and living all things motorcycles and i get the same thing having been in the motorcycle tour business i mean i've been eagle rider for 14 but i was i've been running tours guiding tours with other companies with a buddy of mine right. for more than 20 years and so people i said i must be so cool to ride motorcycles and it is it's because it you know doing maine or that ride from san francisco to la down the pacific coast it's cool in a car it's cool to go do to go do Glacier National Park in a car or to Yellowstone in a park. But man, when you do it from the back of a motorcycle, the it's the perspective and it's just a completely different experience from a motorcycle than you're going to get in any other kind of vehicle. Well, we just uh, dropped three episodes um, where we took our daughters out. I saw that. And yeah. I mean, it, to watch them, his daughter's got a couple of children. So she's a mom. She's always kind of, you know, and my daughter's, you know, younger and, starting her career and doing so it was just you know they meshed together but the freedom that they felt you know on the back of that bike they were totally relaxed yeah had a great time they they were great on on film uh loved the dinners loved the lunches just loved being out there with the first half hour we're out we went through the film where which has orange groves and the blossoms and you can just smell and then that we went past that there's a field where they were uh, cutting cilantro 
And oh, so you just wow. get this and it vibrant, yeah. you know. Did it make you want to pull like, oh, find yeah. a nearest taco stand? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they love it. Now they are hooked and they're yeah. going to want to go at least once a year with us, you know. So, But I imagine an incredible bonding experience for you guys, too, to yeah. be out there and not have the, the stress and the pressures of home and work and school and just be able to be on the road with your daughters or when you're out with your wives. And, and we all travel well, so. Yeah there's it, it's good we all like the same stuff so going hey let's go eat there it's not like i don't want to eat there it's 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 a good right and we've traveled before we went down the kern river with them and stuff like that but they've never my my daughter he's taken his daughter to lunch once up to ohio or something but mine maybe had ridden around the block with me so to yeah. take her out for three days yeah you know, it was, was very special. And, and my son was like, dad, you look so happy. And like, I don't look happy with your mother. Like, <laughs> That's awesome. very cool. Um, there was a comment that you put up that said he made a decision. Is it Wisconsin backward bikers, back yep. road bikers? Yeah, it's him. He said, sometimes it's easier than traveling 15 to 20 hours to get to where you want to ride. You arrive rested and ready to explore on two wheels fly rent and ride he said he's going to uh yeah what's that one i made a decision on sunday at noon that i wanted to ride in the colorado rockies 9 30 monday morning i was leaving eagle rider from denver airport actually located in downtown downtown denver super easy wow Boom. yeah it is i mean right that's, there that's testimonials a, that's not a plant everyone <laughs> that's a that's real and that's you know we will do a hundred thousand people this year on our motorcycles wow. and and every one of them has a cool story like that. Oh, yeah. People from, and I, I love hearing stories like that. People from all over the world. We would get uh, people that walk through the door. I, my office is where our LA, our LAX location is. Yeah. And it's amazing because we'll get people that walk through the door that live three blocks away and 3,000 miles away. And then we'll get people that flew across an ocean that it's have been dreaming, dreaming about doing a trip in the Southwest or down route 66 since they were kids. I went to your location and we did and I got a trike because I had a broken leg and we had to keep riding. So you rode it, you went for a ride with a broken leg on a trike commitment. (laughs) (laughs) The show must go on. You know, that's a great thing about it. But he rode me down there on the back of his bike. So I was a passenger and I've really never been a passenger. So when you're a rider and you're sitting there, not that I was worried about riding skills. I knew he knew knows what he's doing, but it's like, you want to do stuff and you're a passenger, but our wives, they have no desire to ride. They want to be passengers. So right. it's perfect. Yeah. So you mentioned what, what do you ride or what do you own? I don't own anything anymore. I've owned several bikes <laughs> Excellent choice. over the years, but I have, it's, it's funny. It's, it's gone now because they took it out, but sitting, I had in my office, I, I hid, I had one of the new, <laughs> the, uh, Pan America. Oh yeah. I had one of the new, thank you. Yeah. I was drawing a blank. <laughs> I, actually, I just know that bike's kind of well, cool. The, and- the first four Pan Americas we got from Harley at the LA location. And it's kind of a badge of honor when we get a new model or the new bikes for that year. We get like 2,000 new bikes every year, right? New Harleys. And is to be the first one to ride it. So especially on the Pan America, like, look, I'm going to be the first one to ride this Pan America. <laughs> so I actually took it and rolled into my office. And it sat in my, and I was trying to hide it. So it sat in, because it was a low season. It was the winter, right? <laughs> right. So I was, I had the Pan America sitting in my office and I did a couple of video, <clears throat> some other podcasts. And I'm like, that's so cool. You have a motorcycle in your office. I'm like, well, I'm actually, I'm actually hiding it. But my favorite, my bike of choice <laughs> is hanging on, is on your wall right there, which is the road glide. Okay. Yeah. For me, I'm a bigger guy that just 
with that fixed fairing, that illusion, at least that you have more room in the bike. And it's just, it just feels like a second home to me over the years. It's almost exclusively, if I'm doing a long ride, that's almost exclusively what I'll jump on. Yeah. Yeah. Good choice. Yeah. Yeah. We were on street glides before and Lance was the first adapter to the road glide. Well, when we got our street glides, they weren't making road glides at that time. And we, but we like both bikes. Right. But, but yeah. so I was like, I don't think so. I don't. Yeah. Street glide um, for me is like, if we're going to bop over to El Segundo for lunch or just do a quick ride up the coast to, to, cause it's a nice day and we want to burn a couple hours right. and don't feel like work. And then I'll jump on a street glide or, but I like to climb hills on the dirt and stuff. <laughs> On a street glide. Yes. <laughs> and I, to me, that fairing doesn't, it, I'm not as uh, confident with that one. Well, I think if you did it one I'll, time. I'll show you some pictures. I, I think if you did it pictures. one time, you'd be fine. Uh, you'd like it. I do. Ride. I'll burn it a little bit, but I don't like, I like that dirt bike kind of a thing too. But I will tell you, because um, people ask us all the time, they're both great bikes. Yeah. But I do, I really enjoy my road glide. It's. Uh, I, I think I get a bigger pocket of wind around me, so. I, I totally agree. I love it. Even with the cut down, yeah, the cut down fairing. I, I like the wind. I like to feel a little bit. I don't want to be completely cut off from the wind when I'm riding. I mean, to me, I I love that term wind therapy. And yeah, I, I always feel like I need a, I need some of that wind at least to knock some of the crap from from your <laughs> daily life and from work right. and all that. And that's you know that's what we love about riding, though, right? Well, we put lowers on ours as well, so it's almost like the Road Glide Limited. But the amount of miles we put down. To be in that more comfort, you know, because the lowers blocking here, and you've got Clockworks windshield, and and we started wearing full in. face helmets, yeah, yeah, because we do so many miles, and the weather can change. We've been in 120 or 118 in needles, and the next day we're in Littleton, Colorado, and it's snowing on us. So you need that, you know. But when we first started riding, we have pictures three quarter helmets, or right. I had a brain bucket. Yeah. You know, just, yeah. That's how like I started back in yeah. the day with yeah. like, no helmet and, right. and right. you go to the brain, which is crazy, right? But then you go to the to the half shell. But I wear the same thing exclusively for years now. I mean, probably ten years or more, almost exclusively full face, just because it's when you burn a lot of miles. And then once you have once you have kids and right. more responsive, it's like ah, I gotta take care of this. Uh, right. Well, and I think the money maker get a into more, like right? a. a <laughs> rainstorm where you know if you have the three-quarter with no shield you're just getting pelted with yeah this is at least giving you a little bit of protection yeah. bugs whatever we rented now did we have eagle rider bikes we did have eagle Rider when we went to hawaii yeah that's what they were okay yeah it's it's funny you'll see and it, i mean i've seen everything over the years uh, seen the, the rentals and the tour people come and go from la and vegas or chicago or the locations that that I visited, but it's, it's always funny, especially, and I want to pick on the Germans or the, or the, the Europeans that will come over and that are and mo most of the people that come to Eagle Rider and rent a Harley Davidson, they don't ride one at home. They might, you know, in England, they ride a BMW or in Italy, they ride a scooter or a Kawasaki right, or a, right. you know, whatever they ride. But they have this, this feeling that when they come to the U S my wife said, I always touch my chest when I'm talking. That just made me think of that. But when they come to the U.S., they want to, you know, I'm going to ride the Southwest. Or I'm going to do Route 66. You it's got to be on a Harley. You got to do it on a Harley. So it's it's funny with the, to see these guys, men and women, show up, you know, and you, you get the guy that's got the $1,000 helmet and the full 
Kevlar bodysuit with all the padding. I mean, it looks, they look like they're a MotoGP racer right. coming in <laughs> and they roll out. And two weeks later, you see the same, the same group of guys roll in and they're in Levi's <laughs> with a pair of black boots on and they got a t-shirt rolled up, you know, pack of smokes and a half shell helmet. It's like some kind of transformation on the road happens to these, especially these, these Europeans that come over that, that man, it's so cool when you hear their stories of, you know, we, we did a tour we haven't run it for a while, but it was a really popular tour that was the Easy Rider movie tour. And we found this guy. It was nuts. We found this guy, or he found us, I can't remember, that had spent years researching the actual route that they rode in the movie from right there in front of the airport to the throw down the watch scene and Ballarat and the whole route. And he right. had it all mapped out. So we hired this guy, and he wasn't a trained guy, but we had him ride with our guides. Right. So we sold the, and we worked with the, the production uh, the, the company that owned the movie rights. And we got the rights to do the official easy rider movie tour. And these people that would come over to do this tour were blown away that, and the, the stories, Oh man, like I, I had the poster on my wall when I was 10. Right. Like wow. I've been dreaming about doing something like this for 30 years. And we built two, replica bikes we built a captain america and a billy bike on modern soft tail frames and they were just as uncomfortable to ride i think as the original. <laughs> we tried to do like the exact original seat of captain america and then we would we would put them on a on a trailer that would follow the tour and every day like we would roll them off the back put their bike and people could take turns doing nice. the actual nice. route cool. on That's those really bikes cool. and we'd get the video and we and we stopped in ball around we bought all these on on uh, amazon just bought a gross of like cheap four dollar gold watches and we videoed everyone doing the scene where they take off the watch <laughs> and throw it down and like these people the looks on their faces and the did excitement. you have a suede jacket with oh we had the whole thing man <laughs> we still have uh we still have both those bikes in the showroom in in la we have I saw him. Yeah, yeah, we have a little mannequin next yeah. to him with the fringe, with the yeah. fringe jacket and the hat, and we bring him out at, we bring him out at parties and fire him up, and people just go crazy. That's awesome. It. But you yeah. know, Route sixty six, the old west. Are we going to do that? Harley Davidson or an old car? Why do it? I mean, that's the nostalgia, and and people in Europe, they're going to say. I want to go ride Route sixty six on Harley for sure. That's yeah. yeah we don't bag on whatever you ride or drive we don't we just want you out yeah but he often says you know when you talk to people from other countries or you talk to someone about doing a route 66 or doing the wild west tour or whatever it is you want it to be done on a harley you want to hear the thunder you want to yeah. fill the soul and you're right i mean it's funny because we we run into groups you know and for the last few years the groups weren't able to come into town yeah. right and and since things been have been lifted it's good to see them back out riding again. Um, we ran into a group of German guys at, in Sturgis and it was like, they were so happy to be there, but I like the Kevlar story to now they're just wearing Levi's. <laughs> I'm telling you it's 50% of them. They all, they all uh, come in just totally buttoned down. And, but again, it's, it's something they're, they're looking forward to. I think anytime you're coming to another country, right. It's just like if we were, the three of us were going to go do a ride and, Ireland on our own and it's on the other side of the road and we've never been there before. And if you don't have a guide, cause we have because as cool as our guided tours are, they're not for everybody. And there are way far more people that come over, just rent a bike. Hey, I'm picking up in LA on this date. Yeah. I'm dropping off in Denver on this date. And we have no idea where they're going in between, which is, it's cool. It's, you know, we had, been, we had one trip 
where we were out at the Navajo bridge in Arizona, we were in page for a week doing a thing and we pull into the bridge and we're getting off our bikes and these two beautiful brand new blue road glides pull in and we're like, wow, look at those guys over. Let's go say hi. And they they wave. And then we go over and talk to them. And they're like, we were just watching your video on the airplane. <laughs> we got our Eagle rider bikes in Vegas and there they were. So we had a conversation with them. They took a picture with us. They, it was just a funny coincidence. Yeah, they flew in from uh, New, York. New York, and it was a promise the two of them wanted to go do this loop, and <laughs> and they were watching our stuff about the loop because they know that we had done it before, yeah. like on just, Instagram and everything. Is there? I'm going to sound like my 13 year old daughter right now, but is there a better selfie spot in the U.S. than standing on Navajo? bridge with that river behind you i mean it's that's crazy. great that and horseshoe bend but on the navajo that's bridge, true. you, you can well, have your bike there on the, the bridge right but horseshoe you can't have your bike yeah i love i love that ride. i did a i mean like i've i've had the good fortune just based on my job to ride motorcycles all over the world but for me it's i still think the best and i've been everywhere i've been on motorcycles in japan and Russia and Ireland, nice and Scotland, and I still think I'm biased, but the best riding in the world is is right here in the U.S. I think just in terms of broad, long landscapes yeah. and the fact that you can, the, the, you know, even here in California, the fact that you can leave from L.A. and ride along the coast in the morning and then be up in the mountains in the afternoon and then spend the night in the desert right there's right. not a lot of places in the world that you can do a trip like that in one day no and we're pretty lucky to have that especially out, out here where you guys are I'm, right you're not stuck in where i am you got to ride an hour on 405 or 605 or something just to just to get out of out of town well, we can be at the beach in 40 minutes or so yeah. um and we can be up in them and actually we have some mountains mountain ranges around here um that i would put up against the tail of the dragon you know just in, in terms of the curves and the twists and um, maybe not some of the beauty, but I don't know. We loved Tale of the Dragon. We just wanted it to be longer. Yeah. I and mean, it's not that long. And so when we hit it at the perfect time of year, it wasn't wet. There wasn't, you know, wet leaves in the road. Uh, it was pretty cool. We just, I kind of like Cherahala Highway better. Oh, love Cherahala Highway. Yeah, Skyway. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. We And we have a a tour that does, that goes New Orleans to, to DC that the first half is all blues trail, you know, Clarksdale, Mississippi, right. the crossroads where Robert Johnson sold his soul to the devil. And we stop at all the markers and we set up every night, live music, you know, some, you know, 90 year old guy that was, that's been playing blues since he was 10. I mean, it's, it's just experiences along the way, but man, when then we hit, you know, once we hit Nashville, then it turns into more of the blue Ridge and yeah, tail yeah. of the dragon as we're starting to make our way to DC and, we get that comment all the time about the difference between the Chirahala and the Tale of the Dragon. Because Tale of the Dragon can, be, can get a little bit crowded sometimes. Oh, but, yeah. You know, it's one of those bucket list items for most I riders. just like riding for miles, 40, 50, 60 miles just in the yeah. backbone of nature. And we, we actually just stumbled upon Teleco, which is a little town as we're coming up into Chirahala, uh Teleco Lodge. And actually, we have picture of us where we signed uh, two lane life and people are going into this garage at this, at this lodge. And if they take a picture with us, with it, the signature, then they get a free pair of gloves. Right How about that? So, I mean, you, that's a cool thing. I mean, that lodge, his wife found, we were late night looking for a place to stay. 
go in there. It's a beautiful lodge. And this is the stuff you find on the road. Yeah. Um, and the guy gave us a little tour and he goes, if you want to put your bikes in the garage, he's got this probably 50 by 50 garage, all white wall brick and everyone from around wherever they were, they signed the wall. He That's wants so he cool. encourages yeah. that. So there's just stories. It's a story room and he, he has towels to clean your bikes. And it's just, yeah, I went in and I said, Hey, we don't want to ruin the towels, but the bikes got a little wet. And he said, I told you, you should have parked in the garage. And I'm like, yeah, we probably should have but do you have some older towels we can use? And he goes, well, below your sink, I'll give you some right now, but below your sink, there are towels. And it, there's a note on it that says, use these for your bikes, please. So he takes me into this garage and he's got towels and he's got cleaning materials. And he's like, yeah, if you guys want to wash your bikes or, I mean, he's, That's it's awesome. really motorcycle friendly there. I, I, I almost miss the, the old paper map. Yeah, oh, yeah, days because that's how you would find. That's how you would explore, and you would you would find those out of the way places, and you know you're not bound to just following the path. Okay, maybe you move over because this road looks cool on the GPS. And you had to pull over and have a conversation and open the map. And it was the best, right? I, I miss those days, and we. It's it's funny when we started. So, so I got a, a buddy, Eric Severson, who actually worked at Eagle Rider, and he was instrumental in me me coming on there. But Eric and I have gone to school together since we were five years old. Hmm. all the way through played played ball together and all the way through high school and then he went to UCLA went to Washington State and just stayed in touch and he's been one of my best friends for years and Eric started a tour company in like the late 90s and I was he just one summer in 2000 he said hey man just come down and like drive the drive the support truck back then he just rented a truck we throw the luggage in the bag no support bike or <laughs> nothing fancy like we have now yeah and he was just getting into it and we were still kind of learning the roads, but we had these great groups of people and they would never know that you know, every time we pulled over to get gas or somewhere, Eric and I are, are in the bathroom Looking with the map open, almost in a fist fight, you know, fighting over where, you know, where we're going to go. But man, that's like the, the, the kind of the wild west days or the early days of, you know, as companies were just starting to tour companies were just starting to pop up and it was becoming a thing. But yeah, I miss those days of, of the paper map and yeah. highlighting your route and then getting everybody at the end of the tour to sign the map and, you know, giving it at the, at the farewell dinner, you know, saying, Hey, such and such, you know, Joe had such a great attitude, you know, and everybody giving the guy props and handing him the map that everyone signed, right. and, you know, just cool stuff like That's that. That's definitely cool. I mean, we had such a great route 66 trip and that was way in the beginning of our channel. We left Santa Monica. He loaded an app on his phone. And it gave us a lot of places and we found places. We tried to do as much as, as we could yeah. as we got into Chicago. But we found out that the app, there were a couple from Germany yeah. that made this app. And we're finding out doing <laughs> what we do. Nav. There's a lot of people that are from not U.S. that are so into Route 66. And they create apps and they create magazines. And that it's amazing. Route 66 is really interesting. And, you know, we were talking before that you guys have some plans. I know to go, go run Route 66 on the again hundreds. down the road. Yeah. Which is going to be awesome. Yeah. And you can still run probably 80% of the right. different versions of there's the 1926 right. version and there's the other versions. And, but I'll, I'll tell you a couple of things, but when you, before you guys go, I'm going to hook you up with our, the, the coordinates our guides use because we know every inch of, the, the original roads that you can still run. So we'll take care of you guys. There are no more German apps for you guys. <laughs> well, Route 66. Awesome. So you're going to get the Eagle Rider. And we do, we'll do 50 
guided trips down Route 66 this year. I was telling you earlier about our tour guide. We've got a guide, Richard Wincoop, that's been with us for as long as I've been there, so 14 years. And in October will be his 66th documented full trip down Route 66 with an Eagle Rider tour group. So crazy. we've got some cool surprises oh, set yeah. up for him and some media that's going to come right along. And, and everybody along, the guy knows he's a legend on Route 66, and he's a legend in the Route 66 community worldwide. Well, we met a guy that, what's his name, Arizona King? Jim, Jim Hinkman. Yeah, I don't Hinkley. Think I met Jim, yeah. Jim Hinckley? Yeah. He gave us a lot of uh, really cool advice, and we went to his uh, statue unveiling in Kingman. He knows a lot of On stuff. On the way back from Sturgis, we, we just blasted into Kingman, and they were unveiling, and they got it right. He's not that tall. Yeah. He's not, <laughs> always got his he gave us a little pocket. Yeah, he gave us a little tour of Route 66 out of uh, off Beale Avenue, where people don't go anymore, but the original yeah. road out Is of it- Kingman. It's a handful of people like him, and there's some great Route 66 historians here in the U.S., but it's really the the level of popularity outside of the U.S., Route 66 is a bucket it's, list trip for everybody, but yeah. most Americans that you run into, and people, I mean, Route 66, we've got stretches of it right here in right. Southern oh, California, yeah. and people could care less. Right. Route 66 isn't the badge of honor or the bucket list for most American riders like it is for the rest of the world. We go to bike shows all over the world. And that's a lot of the ways I've been able to travel and ride, like I said, in places like Russia. And UK, but I think, and I think a lot of it too, for, and I, maybe I'm just generalizing, but sometimes the American biker just, they want to get to a place. And so yeah. it's like, like you could ride from here to Williams, Arizona, and just do that all on the 40. Or you could get off, you know, at Topak or something and go up through Oatman up into up into Kingman back roads all the way out to Ash Fork and beyond route 66 the whole time. You don't have truck traffic. You don't have any issues and you're out in some beautiful country and it's maybe 20 minutes longer. Yeah. Maybe, maybe 30, depending I, if you stop. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll take a ride of what as fast as I boom, leave LA, get to Williams, Arizona, just so I can have dinner and walk up and down the street. Yeah. And I love it. I think a big part of it is that it's such a route 66 outside of the U S is just such a, it's a, it's Americana. It's what they think yeah. of. And that we would go, I was, I was mentioning going to bike shows around the world, you know, the UK, we, we go to two big bike shows. I mean, there's a bike show called motorcycle live in Birmingham, England. That's 10 days long. Wow. It gets several hundred thousand people. It's insane. Hmm. We have a, a booth there. That's four times the size of the studio. And we hang a Route 66 neon, not an Eagle Rider neon, <laughs> right? A Route 66 neon on the front on either end. It's like a bug light. It's like it's like you're like zombies coming over to this Route 6, and that's all they want to. We, well, we got all these. We got this. The whole wall is a giant map of the U.S., and all they want to talk about is Route 66. Yeah. I'm, I'm coming in like you guys. I'm going to go in 2026. We're saving, and it's everybody from the the you know multi-millionaire the guy, you know the guy that owns six businesses to to the blue collar worker that's been saving for five years to be able to come over and do the trip i mean how cool is it when you we pulled we're hungry we're in oklahoma we've all we find is this dive bar but they have burgers and we go in there and there's 12 local people sitting in there smoking cigarettes and drinking beer and we yeah. walk in and they're like <laughs> have a seat you know and it's that's americana that's great love it i think people the Again, I know I'm talking a lot about people coming in from overseas, but I think it says a lot about our, our 
the country and, the, and our people, and especially the motorcycle community, and the way that people receive people that are on a bike, because there's a misconception out there, and I talk to them all the time, the, the Europeans or people from Australia or Asia that are coming over that, you know, Americans are loud and rude, and then they get over here, and they have a million stories like the one you just shared. Well, it's cool. Is, yeah. That's why we came up with – we're. Our whole vibe on our channel is we're shaking hands with America. And we've met so many great people from coast to coast, everything in between, that it's like it's changed our lives and what we do and, and the inspiration to ride more and share with people. It's just unbelievable. But if we, if we called ourselves four-lane lives, <laughs> I don't think we'd have the same yeah. bill, you know, because that's like let's just, hey, we want to be in Niagara Falls, so let's just take the interstate all the way. Like, no, let's take pieces of the country and find the two lanes. And that's why we call it two-lane life. Find those off-beaten paths that you go in and people are actually happy to see you. Yeah. You know, you go into a little town and they've been bypassed by that interstate. So we did a whole documentary on Route 66 just really from from Seligman down to Oatman. And the amount of, of tourism that they lost for two years almost bankrupted them. Yeah, they didn't have the to your point about American tourism, even though during that time period as well, there were more people out, but they were camping and doing other things. They weren't really looking at Americana type things, I don't think. Yeah, they weren't. They definitely weren't rolling down Route 66. You know, for us, we had luckily we have a large domestic customer base, especially built around our our Club Eagle membership that kept us going during COVID because we didn't have that. You know, the international, the difference between the international rider that comes over and rents for 10 to 14 days versus the average U.S. riders, two to three days. So you lose that long haul business, right. but it was our club members and our domestic renters that kept us alive. But they weren't doing 66. They were grabbing a bike for the weekend and doing PCH or, or you know, going from New Orleans and kicking around the Blues Trail a little bit. But well, not only did have they have, back, yeah. not only did they have the loss of the motorcycle tours, um, I mean, if you're on Route 66, you'll see buses pull up, and there's Asians and different. Yeah. There's French. There's so they are taking that to your point about people across the pond. There's more of an maybe an attraction to it, and, and and you're sitting at Williams one night, and you see all the neon signs, and it's like, oh, I'm back in you know the 60s. This is great, and is we'll awesome. have people yeah. come up on these tours and say, can we sit on your bikes and take a picture? And we're like, yeah, go for it. I mean, and that's why I was just going to say that the buses, they come in and they're looking at these towns and we roll in and they're now they're looking at our bikes. The best story is that of that is it's happened a couple times with people from India. We were at Hoover dam and there's a couple uh, from India with their cameras are looking at the dam. They're, we pull up and they're like Harley Davidson's. Can we sit on your bikes? Can we get a picture on the bike? Can we? And they're yeah. just smiling well, and they're blown away. So, well, they said, "Can we get a picture of the bikes?" And we're like, "Get on them!" Right? Yeah. What? You know, feel it. You know, <laughs> and it happened at the Navajo Bridge. Yeah. And the and the wife and it usually happens where the wife's like, "My husband is so happy right now. He's not going <laughs> to tell you, but he's like blown away that yeah. he gets to sit on this bike." And and then they want to give you a piece of candy or share with you, and it's like. So you could rent an eagle rider or, or ride your own bike and go up the coast and do this fast thing. But if you go out in the country and you meet people, shake hands, say hi to a veteran, say hi to the lady that's working in the restaurant or the guy, the gardener that's mowing a lawn, you meet these people in America and you're like, 
there's a lot of great people from all around the world that are Americans that live here and they have a story to tell. And the funny thing is, is when they meet you, they want to tell you a story yeah. and they want to hear your story. It's a great, it'll make you want to ride farther and farther. Yeah. And that's what, why we're hooked. We get that all the time in our groups, but I think, and for some reason, it, it groups, a group of bikes is more approachable than a, than somebody on their own on a bike. And so we'll get that all the time. People coming over, especially on our trips in, in Baja, you know, that, that we do a trip that goes from LA to Cabo and back. And it's, you, you, we roll into these small, there's no, there's nothing like LA between right. LA and Cabo except San Diego. So once right. you cross the border, yeah, we'll, we roll into these small towns into the little town square and the kids, you know, you, if you look at the video that we have for our Baja motorcycle tour, it's, you know, that's not staged. There's like 15 kids that come running out and want to jump on the bikes and get pictures and do all those things. And it's just, it's, it's cool that the people that you meet along the way. And, you know, one of the things that I love, if, you know, you look at a, a tour group and I, I'm a little biased towards tours because I, it's, again, it's my baby at Eagle right, Rider. And right. I've, it's something I've been doing since, since 2000, 2001. It's, the beginning of the tour, you'll have, let's say, 15, 10 to 15 bikes. And you've got people from all over the world. You've got two couples from Italy that know each other. You've got a couple from the UK. You've got a few Germans. You've got a guy from the East Coast, a couple Australians. You know, they're always going to be fun. Right. And they've never met. And the, the first night, the welcome dinner that we do, it's a little quiet. And they're all kind of getting to know each other. And the first day on the road... It's funny because as you leave, I'll use the Wild West as an example. Or if you did Route 66 out of Chicago, there's only one way out of Chicago, but one way out of L.A. Right. It's on 405 or on the freeway. <laughs> you know, so these guys, we go, they ride 400 feet and then they're on 405 for 50 minutes until we get to the, to the get, you know, get off, off the freeway or take a highway. And then we take a little break and you have to like peel their fingers off the deal. But it's amazing. You watch them ride for the first couple of days and they're pretty spread out and every day. They get a little tighter and they're all getting to know each other and they're hanging out and you see them hanging out at the bar, going to have dinner at night. Once we, once we've parked the bikes for the night and at the end of that week long or two week trip, there's a, uh, what used to be a custom bike shop in, in El Segundo uh, called South Bay customs. Very cool place. By the way, if you ever want to throw a cool party, phenomenal music venue and just, it's an Americana mini museum like it's unbelievable but we do we host our all of our felt world parties there so end of the tour we throw everybody in vans and we have a live band that comes in and he does this amazing smoked brisket and pulled pork and if you just hung out just went and just stood against the wall and watched for an hour you would not be able to tell the people that have known each other 20 years or two weeks right that's how tight right. that group becomes and the bonds that are forged from spending time on the road together. And yeah. You guys know it and I know it. And anybody that rides or rides with a group of friends knows it. But that's the one thing I always encourage people. It's great that you, you know, people usually have their group of friends that they like to ride with. But get out there and, you know, expand your circle. Right. And, and find some new people to create bonds with while you're on the road. No, well, we don't sure. expand our circles at all. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe twice a year, three times a yeah. year, we'll we'll add what we call affectionately call them the young guns. They're getting older now, so yeah. I don't know if we can keep calling yeah. them that. But it's different when you're shooting content. Yeah, yeah. I did I no, did my first solo trip a few years ago, and which I'd never done. Never right. wrote it. Never did a, a longer than a day trip 
by myself and I, I took a trip from LA to Seattle on a road glide, of course, all the way up, up the coast the whole way. And it was incredible. It was a completely liberating oh, yeah. experience. I was so worried about getting bored. But man, I had no a blast because you stop when you want and where you want. If you want to just pull over and right. take a glove off and snap a quick photo and jet back onto the road, you can. And man, I had a great time. That was that's another thing I would, you know, encourage people to do is is don't be afraid to smell the roses. To, yeah, a take bit. that trip yeah. by yourself and and uh, you know reconnect with yourself a little bit. Right. Well, uh, part of it is the shooting. I mean, we get people asking, you know, is it has it changed the way you guys do things? And I mean, a little bit. Um, we still mostly all get along all the time. Um, we still try to enjoy, I mean, it's, it's lengthened our days. That's yeah. for sure. Just because we're stopping picking up content or drone shots or what yeah. have you in it. Um, but it's also created some epic shots for us coming in at dusk. It's part of the adventure, you know? And, and you know? so we, for us, I don't, I don't think it's, and I think if we were just like, hardcore content we're having fun yeah we're trying to go to new places we're trying to see new things we were talking about it the other day some sometimes it's better like with page we're able to spend the whole week there um and go out to the different points of interest where we're we're passing through stuff and if we would have just spent maybe a day there and went on a hike (laughs) we would see some really like we go through zion been through there what 10 times yeah well 12 times one of Josh's favorite spots, but we've never stopped to go on and do a hike. Yeah. Take the we tram just, or the, yeah, the we're not thing even, up to the valley. No, <laughs> yeah. we're, we're, we're on a mission. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But it's, it's spectacular. And, and so, but I, that's, it's more about if the liability of having someone with us, yeah. you said we're making a living at it. We're not making a living at it. We're trying. Uh, so for those of you that need to buy from us to lanelife.com, that will help. <laughs> But we're we're doing a little money on the side, and it's paying for the trips, and and we're growing it to where it will become more of a business. But we don't look at it. I don't think we look at it as really a job. We're looking at it as more of a we're storytellers, and this is a way to tell the story. And if we can do it in a way where we can make a little bit of money, so that we aren't digging into our savings all day long, that's okay. And that was the way we set it up originally. Yeah. You but know. we're doing it. It's what we do. So, in fact, we were just on with Jay Leno. Right. <laughs> yeah, you guys are doing all right. I mean, you got to hang out in Jay Leno's garage for. Right. I mean, I, I saw that. Like, how cool is that? <laughs> Go back and watch the video, you guys. Yeah. It was dropped yesterday. It's great. Jay's an awesome guy. We had so much fun with him, and hey, he invited us back. So I think the backstory behind that is um, his son-in-law was doing a. He works with the Property Brothers. Yeah. And uh, met Jay's was doing a project for one of Jay's guys, David. And he kept pushing his, Hey, tell David what, what we do. And so finally David said, okay. Finally Mark said, yeah, you know, but David invited us over to, we thought maybe we would meet Jay. And it's like, he just took us on a tour of the shop and really vetting us. I think, right. Yeah. We're not crazies or something like that. And so he said, here's, you guys, you know, it's all up to you what you pitch and how you pitch it. Um, he said, send me an email and I'll get it in front of his person. And four days later, we got a Jay's open to it. And we're like, what? Yeah, that's cool. And so we went over there and as we pulled up, he pulls up on an electric motorcycle. 
He goes, get those Harleys out of here, right? And then he pulls in and he comes over, shakes our hand. Josh was getting B-roll. He was touring us around. It was just like we were really good friends. And we well, want to thank him. He was so open. He's very personable. Yeah, that was that was. I- I got a I got we got a phone call on the cell phone. I'm looking, going, no ID caller. I'm like, I never answer these. The government. And I actually went like <laughs> this. And they went, well. I go, hello. It's like, hey, Lance, it's Jay Leno. I'm like, Whoa. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, that, that's not a bad call to get. Yeah. No, and, and I mean he's preserving history there. And the the collection he has is absolutely insane. And then he's got this shop that he has, and he employs like seven mechanics, full time, and he, welders, machinists, welders, fabricators, yeah. and they have this beautiful kitchen, granite countertops. And we're walking by, and he goes, "You guys want some ribs?" And we're like, "Josh and I, are like, hell yeah, we'll take yeah. some ribs." So we went over, hands us ribs to eat. I mean, he was just such a personable guy, and it wasn't like we were starstruck. We were just personable with him. And then, so we pitched <laughs> that we were going to just spend 45 minutes with him on the Brach uh, motorcycle collection. And then we were hoping that what happened did happen, which is what we showed. He yeah. would warm up to us and then take us on a tour of the place. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. So we knock on, we got lucky. It's fate. Well, the cool thing about really cool. The really cool thing about him is he can walk up to any machine. Yeah. In his warehouse, and he's got hundreds of them, and he can go to a hundred-year-old motorcycle and go, "Oh yeah, this one. You have to pull this out. You pull this, and you pump the pump, and you start it." And he ride. He goes, "I ride everything I have. Yeah. yeah, I work on everything I have." He goes, "Because what's it here for? You got to use it." Right. I so. I can't remember which one he was, but I love the part when he was when you guys were trying to kickstart the bikes. Like, oh yeah, get in there, get in there, get on it. Yeah, don't well, be scared, boy. Yeah. Josh is filming, and I I start smelling gas, and we look around the bike, and it, it's just pouring. So he goes and grabs a towel, hands it to me, and says, "Clean that up." And I'm like, <laughs> so then he's like trying to fire it up, and I'm going, "It's coming out the carburetor." And I'm like, "It's like or the throttle body," and I'm like, "Man, we got it. It's flooded. You got to figure this out." It wouldn't kick over. So, but I guarantee you, when we left, you went back and worked out until he got it started. Yeah, you know? it's it's it, it's funny. You know, you talked about celebrities at ride. I've and I've seen. I don't know if I mentioned before. I've seen him up at the rock store a couple yeah. times, yeah. and he's pretty. I never went up to him. I didn't want to bother him. He's but he's always. But he wouldn't care if you everyone. Did. Yeah, he was very approachable. That, right. that was the vibe that that he threw off. But you know, you can imagine the, the type of business that we're in. There are a lot of celebrities. At ride and we've done I mean, you name them we've probably right. been on the road with them or provided them a bike and and I, i've had the opportunity to to spend a, a week on the road at weeks at a time on the road with with celebrities doing some some private tours and some some i could tell you were awesome experiences that i thoroughly enjoyed and some you know you wanted to rip your hair out right the first after the first 10 miles right, right. you know the but yeah, some some great times well, and and off, off camera sometime I'll tell you some. I'll tell well, you before some you stories. before you move on, you mentioned Rock Store. Yeah. Next Wednesday we have a great interview with the owner of the Rock Store. We're going to show you the Rock Store. We're going to show you the snake. So next Wednesday's drop. If you're not watching it, that you're is miss the Mulholland Snake, which has been closed for a couple of years. We covered some history, showed some uh, aerial view and all that good stuff. So yeah. check it so out. So what? A, 
what a way to go from Jay Leno <laughs> to the rock store, you right. know? Yeah, yep. we, we did stuff in the early years with them. I mean, we've done stuff with Pamela Anderson and Kid Rock. I've done, I did a tour where I took, uh, this was this was an interesting one. It was John, and they were all buddies from from back in the day when they were first coming up. It was John Cusack, uh-huh. who rides the Can-Am Spider, and then John C. McGinley, from, who played Dr. Cox in Scrubs. But he's been in like 75 movies. I mean, <laughs> you'll recognize him in everything. And then Chris Chelios. Hockey legend, if you're if you're an NHL fan, and man, that was a that was a, an interesting, fun ride. I mean, we had we had a lot of fun, but we I did Seattle to Montana with those guys, and it's funny when you first do something with celebrities like that, it's hard not to be a little starstruck. Yeah, but then you, you then you know again, there's something that happens when you're on the road on two wheels or on three wheels with somebody as opposed to just being around them where. You know, there's a, there's a bond that's formed, and we've gone on to do multiple rides with with some of those guys, and that's just I mean that's just scratching the surface. David Beckham and you know uh, Steven Tyler from Aerosmith, and just some just been able to do some really cool stuff. Probably my favorite one was uh, I mean probably ten years ago now, well ten or twelve years ago, geez, early on, it gets the time is flying by. But we did a ride with out of Seattle with the cast of Sons of Anarchy oh, fan ride. No way. <laughs> FX is sponsored with the cast of Son of Sons of Anarchy and the band Disturbed, who was just super huge at the time. Right. And yeah, some of my favorite photos. I think Joe had me send some to you guys and one, you know, me standing with all the I mean the full like real cast, not the side players. Right, and that right. was and we took them we we've shipped 75 bikes wow. in our semis from LA to Seattle just to do a, a two-hour ride and and uh, it was a radio contest and they flew in all these mm. fans from all over the country and you know we had to do the, it was what a cool day and then we all got to to go hang at the concert together afterwards so just again a, a job i go sit in an office you know a lot of days like most people yeah. but in between those yeah. days i get to do some really cool stuff i'm going to um to Austria in September with Chris McIntyre, who you guys had yep. on the, yeah. the crazy, yeah. awesome, like <laughs> we're genius. Gonna do, we're going to do that ride that he offered up last time. Which one? What's the what's the ride he Fokker C? The ride, which is like the European. So we're going. Chris and I are going to Europe, and no, the probably our CEO ride. Carson Summers. We're going to go do oh, oh it, Burning it, Eagle, Burning Eagle, and that's our little private. Yeah, yeah, that was that my that blows up. Yeah, that's super. We were fun. somewhere we couldn't make it, but we were. But invited. Josh, was I could have, and I've regretted not going ever since. Josh, yeah, it is. Yeah. It is an awesome time. It's a. It's a hundred. I mean, I think this last one there was a hundred, hundred and ten of us, and it, it's growing every year just by word of mouth. And we take bands up there. We take over. Uh, this this little campground and that has hotel rooms as well uh, just outside of Death Valley called Panamint Springs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Up there. They yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, the guy that owns is it awesome is awesome. But we bring our the, the band that plays all our farewell parties and then you know Chris is friends with Gilby Clark who played with uh, Guns and Roses for a while and he brings guys up there and they jam. It's just it's like a three day jam session and. Whiskey bottles and 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 beer and, well, and just good times, man. You have to be show. thirty years old, Josh. We've you got to find out where guy. the dates are, though. <laughs> yeah, so, we got so Josh. Now, we have to get permission from his parents. This. To go. <laughs> you can uh, you can now add Tulane Life as the celebrity celebrity. Oh, yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, but if you, it's your, for your first time there, though, you have to get up and uh, sing one song. Oh, we do. With, okay. with the van, but we let you drink as much as you, as you need to be first. <laughs> but you're not riding. <laughs> That's right. But once you're once you're at the show, 
or the the when the band's playing, you're not riding anyway. You're there. We take we it, it's fun because we take we're, we're dipping our toes now into the off road rental and tour business, but mostly focused on the tour side. Uh, and we're gonna we're gonna, we're doing some stuff and that we're gonna test in Vegas and in partnership with Full Throttle Saloon out in Sturgis probably in 2024. It's a little it's a little late to get it going this year, but we always take and we get some of our partners to send us some side by sides and some other stuff. And, and uh, we still have, we used to rent dirt bikes out of some of our locations yeah. and we don't do it anymore, but we still have them. So we take uh you know, we take a dozen of those up there and some <laughs> side by sides. And then we, we have a lot of fun. At Bur- so I hope you guys can make it. It's a blast. It's the ride up there is, is, is fun. It's cold because we do it in, November. We've and, been Death yeah. Valley all winter. Yeah. We go we go there every year in the winter. Yeah. We oh, end up in Beatty, Nevada. We are actually going to film with Harley. When? When this when this invite came last year. Oh yeah. 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 We were going into Echo. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well we'll make sure we plan it around your guys' availability <laughs> since you're gonna be our celebrity <laughs> right. celebrity guest for this year. But I'm excited. We were talking earlier about the this you're gonna go ride in a couple weeks and probably my favorite place in North America to be on a motorcycle, which is Western, Western Canada. And, and of course, Glacier and Yellowstone, if you can, I don't know if you're going to make it all the way over to Yellowstone, but you know, from Salt Lake up into, you know, through the Sawtooth and up into Glacier and Waterton Lakes and Banff and Jasper. Well, we had, it's just, that's heaven to me. We've been through Yellowstone. He has a yeah. cabin up in uh, uh, Island Park, Idaho, Idaho. Yep. Yeah. And we, on the way to Sturgis, we stopped there with all the boys once. That was pretty fun. Yeah. We brought the wives up there, and, but we've never been into Canada. Here so I've, I've, we've had a cabin for almost hundred years in that area, and we've never—I've never been to Glacier. Isn't it's it crazy? That, yeah. that it's not that far away, and so I was excited. I just hope we can get through the park. Um, I I saw something on Instagram the other day that they they were clearing the roads and they were almost done. They yeah. had these big scrape seat. Uh, walls of snow through the road i mean it could be pretty interesting we've had years because we run we run the route on a really popular guided tour called canada yellowstone that starts in seattle and actually ends in salt lake it's a 15 day trip super popular but it's all it's always a crapshoot up through june even we've had years into july where going to the sun rolls yeah. and open but it's not like like you said earlier it's it's that's Glacier's awesome, yeah. But man, the real, unbelievable, just jaw jaw dropping beauty starts once you get into Waterton, and then man, when you get up by Banff and Jasper and that stretch of road between those two places, and just hanging out, the lake, the color of the lake, right? Uh, yeah, I'm excited to see. Is it. and like is just is unbelievable. But the the riding, you know, we have a I think I was telling you earlier the one of my favorite stories of that of that tour was a, a guy that that's gone on to do different things now with his Mark Sloan, but he he's had this crazy like bass bass he talked like this I got to send you this video it's incredible it's incredible <laughs> and he sent me like a I don't know ninety second clip of riding along that road between Jasper and Banff with the group behind him and he had a GoPro on the front of his bike just facing forward. And so the first thing you see is a deer dart out and like run about two or three feet from his bike. And they just run right next to him for a couple seconds and then shoot back into the woods. Wow. And then 20 seconds later, 
he's this rolling down and then here's a black bear just walking down this the ditch right next to the road and just like where you can't you couldn't script it better and imagine these people that are paying our guided tours like that are very expensive i mean they can be ten twelve thousand dollars a person and that that made the trip for them right there the fact that they're seeing the wild i'm on a i'm on a harley and canada and i just and i just rode past a, a black bear and i'm We've had times where we're sitting in the lodge at, at Banff and you're just sitting there like having a beer with everybody. Cause we're, we stay at, you know, you stay at the hotel right there and we're cool. You know, once the bikes are parked and locked up for the night, do whatever you want, right. knock yourself out. Right. Right. And, but you're sitting in the lodge there or at Whistler and there's just, there's a grizzly bear just walking down the side of the hill and it's just <laughs> no big deal for the people that work there. But right. like, there's a grizzly bear right there, but that's that's the great thing about getting up into Canada. I'm like so excited for you guys to go experience that. Well, we're for the doing first the time. reverse of that 15 day yeah. trip, and we're not doing. We're, we'll do it in probably nine days yeah. the, with travel. So we're flying to Salt Lake, then we'll run up. I think we'll stay in Pocatello something the first night, and then run up to Whitefish, then into Banff. We'll spend two days there, then to Jasper, spend two days there, then back down to Kamloops, and then into I think it's Mont. Monroe or Mon- in in Washington? Are you going to go to Monroe? Monroe. Yeah. And then back over to Seattle and yeah. fly out. Right on. So it should be really cool. Now, I thought I heard you say earlier, and maybe we talked about this at some point. So you're a Coug? I am a Coug. What do you say? <laughs> go Cougs. Go Cougs. Go Cougs. Go Cougs. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> there's not many of us. Well, I'm not a here. Coug, but my daughter is. Oh, no way. Yes. That's so cool. She graduated a couple of years ago, but she, she had, she's a beach girl. She wanted to be by the ocean. Well, we get home. We just signed her up for school, paid the, put the check down on the, the school and got home that, that same day. And there was a postcard from Washington state. And she said, I feel like I have to go see this place. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> this is tuition here and this out of state, you're going to kill me. But we booked the flight and we jammed up there (laughs) and she fell in love with the campus and the town. Yeah. This has nothing. I'll tell I will tell you a Washington state motorcycle story in a second, but that's, that's the beauty of of Wazoo and where it is in Pullman is I think when I went to school there in the late eighties, early nineties was, you know, I went there in 80, I started in 89 and there were 17,000 people in the town and 14,000 were students and there's right. nothing around right. except the school. It's not like going to UCLA or something where you can go get lost in the city or even UW, but that's so cool that she went there. I'll tell you. And I, she loved it. And she best. was done in four years. She loved all the culture. Was Cinnamon uh, Joe there when you were? No, but the, it was the, a, the Coug, was, we hung, I, I spent all my time at the Coug, which yeah. was like two blocks from the house I lived in. So. Well, at the tailgate parties, there's a guy, Cinnamon Ball, Cinnamon and he would set up a, a pop-up, and he would just serve, you know, Cinnamon, what is it? Fireball. 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 Oh, Fireball, yeah. Fireball Joe. And then he'd score. Fireball Joe. Yeah. And he was he just passed away a couple a year ago, I that think. That sounds very wazoo. Yeah, Fireball it was. Joe. So we used to sell, before our partnership with, with Harley, we used to have to just buy bikes direct from dealers or from low mile bikes from auction. And then we actually had retail sales outlets. So we would, we would sell to the general public. And we had a, we, I remember they called me over like, you got to come check out this bike. We just took on trade. 
this is stupid. Like, why, like, why would I, what do I need to see a bike? You just, you take like 20 a day on trade. Right. It was a wazoo. No way. Custom paint job, like soft tail. It was unbelievable. Who bought a Harley and like put a custom Washington state Cougar like paint job on it. And the fact that we took it on trade yeah. in the, in the, that's out funny. of the same location I work at. So that's cool. That's cool. That I, it makes you even cooler now that, yeah. That you got a coog in the family. <laughs> well, one thing I, I I would love to do, I'd love to ride up in that area, go up into Quarter Lane and some of the. It's just beautiful up there. There's a stretch uh, th- through an area like a town called Soap Lake, where you ride along. It's called it's called Dry Falls, mm-hmm. and it used to actually be raging. You can tell it used to just be a huge waterfall, and it was part of a tributary of the Columbia River. Which that ride along the club no, yeah, as you that. as you ride from Soap Lake to Dry Falls. On depending on which way you're going, on your left we or right hand side, side, there's just a canyon wall on one side, and you can almost just reach over and just dip your hand in the Columbia River on the other side, and it's just stunning, yeah, stunning scenery. And the same kind of thing you get when you're riding through Oklahoma right. or Texas when you're out there in eastern Washington yeah. or eastern Idaho, you get those small towns where you roll in and there's one gas pump and one place to eat and have a beer at the end of the day and maybe a six or eight room motel to sleep in. I mean, there's a million places like that. So many if people don't think of the Northwest, I think is a great, it's kind of overlooked as a riding destination, especially if you've got the Southwest and you've right. got all those cool places, but you guys will find out as you're riding back through Washington. Yeah. There's some stunning scenery, especially if you go through the North Cascades national park or scenic it's actually a scenic byway north cascade scenic byway and lake diablo or devil's lake has that same kind of color that you're going to see in lake louise it's so oxygenated it has that bright almost caribbean Caribbean a little piece of it but i'd love to do like mid washington and do just kind of a loop through upper idaho back down through like salmon idaho yeah into oregon you know oregon is one of my favorite places to, I mean, I'm, it's funny. If you say, like, you mentioned any state, I always say, this, like, oh, it's my favorite place to ride. <laughs> Oregon is one of the best kept secrets, I think, in the Western hmm. U.S. and some phenomenal, right. phenomenal riding in, in Oregon. And that, this that right up the coast. If any, if you ever get a chance to do that stretch, to yeah, do, just did, do the entire stretch from L.A. That. to Seattle. Yep. Oh, we, I see there, we yeah. We cut across, uh, went into Portland. Yeah. And then some guys met us and said, hey, we'll take you out of town. And they put us on the northern side of the Columbia Gorge, on the Washington side. And we just, we spun it. It was incredible. But we did. We sat the same night. We didn't stop and get gas. And then we ended up in some little campground that had <laughs> yeah. a pump. No way. And yeah. We, Five we bucks a gallon. so many bugs all over. Oh, man. I mean, it was bad. Yeah. Did you do from, as you were going north out of Portland, did you go that the back road, like Highway 30, that, that was, kind of runs the east side of Mount St. Helens? Mm, it was like a really cool road. Back we were there, back though. in a deep canyon river. Yeah. We were just along the Columbia Gorge. I don't know. St. Yeah. Helen, I think, is down a little bit, isn't it? It's, it's right there, just right off of kind of, of, uh, of like Mount where you Hood. were before. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. But I think we were. I don't know because it was canopies and trees, so we couldn't really see into the. Now I've been down the on the on the uh, Oregon side of it coming home. Yeah. I want to give you guys some rides. Yeah, we'll do it. There's some stuff I think there's some cool. We need to start planning for 2024. Cool, yeah. There you go. I'm going to help help you guys with your 
2024 planning, but I do, you know, we want to get you guys down to Baja too. Eventually when we, t- we were talking about that, that's, that's just a, an unbelievable place to ride, but definitely I think a place that's more fun. Right. And, and I think at least, I think it's safe riding down there solo or with a couple of people, but I think the sense of security that you get from riding with a little bit bigger group down in a place like Baja is, but the scenery and the people and the food yeah. are unbelievable. There's a misconception of you know, that riding in Mexico is dangerous or can be a challenge. And I think the, the complete opposite is the truth. It's, hmm. it's one of the most welcome, welcoming and friendly places you can ride. And the scenery will blow you away. And if you go down at the right time of the year in the winter, some of these small towns that you stop in along the coast and, you know, before you take off for that day's ride, you jump in a panga and the guy takes you out and you're five feet from these, these gray whales and blue whales. It's just unbelievable yeah. out there. So. Well, my son, he's been down to Mexico a couple of times and he's vlogged them. And a guy that works with him, Juan, they go down there and Juan's family's from there. They love to cross the border. They love to go ride around. They, they always have a quest for tacos. So <laughs> it's part of their thing. And people love the videos. And I think on his next one, he said, we can all go down there. But, I, you know, I don't know. I lived in, I spent about 10 years living. I spent almost my entire 30s living in Mexico. And then I would come up in the summer and run tours with my buddy. And on, on, had a bike down there, had a, a low rider when I was down there. But, man, you got to, it's. Where did you live? Mostly Puerto, Puerto Vallarta for, I spent some time, I mean, mostly Puerto Vallarta. I spent time in Cabo. I spent time in Plato Carmen and, and Cancun. But, man, what a great place to be to, to be 30. We've been to Puerto yeah. Vallarta. <laughs> and then this, this last couple months ago, my family and I, we were in uh, Playa Carmen. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. It's beautiful. There, there's some great riding down there. And I have friends that I've made down there that still, that still live there that are avid riders that, that have just completely, they've, they've done the same type of riding in Mexico that you guys are starting to yeah. check off on the map in the U S. So there's some, there's some great riding down there. You just got, you got to have your head a little bit more on a swivel down there because of the yeah. places than you do. Yeah. Than you do here. Now when <laughs> I was, when we just started riding or when I first started riding Harley's, I saw Eagle Rider and I thought Eagle Rider was Harley. You know, I didn't know that they're connected, but not connected. We get that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. We are the official rental and tour provider for Harley Davidson in the U S which is great. And it's been, they're, they're an awesome partner. You know, we, we, they're, they're marketing people. You know, I know you guys work with John. Yeah. We work with John and yeah. Dale. And just great people to work with. They're great partners. And, you know, the, I think for me, it was so cool the first time when we first did the deal, the partnership with Harley Davidson. And we all flew, the leadership team, we all flew to Milwaukee to the headquarters and to be standing right and having meetings in the, the Harley Davidson. You know, for someone that grew up, my dad had a 79 Sportster. I mean, I grew up, I learned to ride on a Harley Davidson. So, you know, to be standing in their offices right. and they have this floor that they had someone come in on a, on a bike that a professional drift racer come in on a, or a flat track racer come in on a bike and like do burnouts all over this new wood floor. Like, oh. it was just like this is so cool, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, but, yeah, I mean, they're just, it hardly has been great to work with. And now we're, we're expanding on that, on that relationship into, into Europe. And it's taken us a while, but I mentioned before that we've opened, We've got 61 or 62 international locations. Eagle Rider's on six continents now, like I said yeah, earlier. Yeah, it's just crazy. But a lot of those now are like what we have here. A lot of our U.S. locations are inside 
Harley dealerships. And that's what you'll see if you go to, if you go rent an Eagle Rider bike now in Munich or Frankfurt, Geneva, uh, all over the UK. Now we've got locations. We just opened in Belfast, Ireland and, and in Edinburgh, Scotland. Those are all inside Harley Davidson dealerships in the wow. country. So that's, that's what we're working on now. And now we're, we're, we're going to open some locations now in, in, in Paris. So there's not a lot of places you all those bucket list rides now that people have overseas. And that's, that really was spawned from our club members. Yeah. You know, we have the, the $29 a month subscription and club members are in credits and they redeem those credits against the, the cost of renting a bike and the average savings for club members. There's my, just my one pitch of the day. No, you know, they save, they save 50 to 70%, you know, I'll, I'll give you a good example. And then I'll get to my point. So if you wanted to go rent a street glide, Right now, a street glide. If you just walked in off the street or got online, if Josh got online right now and tried to rent a street glide for this weekend, cost $232 with sales tax and environmental fee. And then there'd be a $19 seasonal surcharge for for the month of May or I guess for yeah May and June is 19. So you can be in the $250 range. A club member, the value of the credits they redeem is about 116 $135. So, you know, they're saving $120 over what it would cost them. And, you know, just you can roll the credits over for 18 months. So if you don't want to ride a bike, because there are bikes that cost one credit a day, there's bikes that cost three or four credits. Do you have that link? You have that link on the, the channel here so they can see that, what he's just talking about? He just typed it. He just yeah. typed it. Look, it's a great way. Club Eagle Rider is like a boat. It, there's phenomenal value in it. If you, if you use it, right. You know, if you buy a boat and it just sits in your driveway, it was probably not a good purchase. Right. If you join club Eagle rider and save up credits and never use them. It was probably not a good idea to join, but I can tell you since we started it in 2016, we've had almost 35,000 people wow. become members. And now we just expanded it into Europe. So now of the 60 plus locations that we have around the world, all of them, except Club Eagle Rider credits. So we've got over 120 locations now where a club member around the world can take and redeem their credits and rent a Harley Davidson. Well, and the cool thing with our viewers or anyone listening, if you go to TulaneLife.com, we have an Eagle Rider link. Uh, you actually get a savings on the bike as well as three credits if you sign up for a club. How about and that? Three yeah. bonus credits. Three bonus Use credits. Use code TulaneLife for three free credits. Two. That means you'd start the day you join, you'd have four credits, which is enough to rent one of our smaller bikes for four days or enough to rent an Electroglide. I mean, Street Glide's three credits. So, you know, within a couple months, you'd have enough credits to take a, to take a Street Glide out for a, few for, days. For a couple days. Yeah. yeah, two, three days. And, and like I said, really? the, average, the average savings for club members in the 50% hmm. range. So just by paying the monthly fee, you could have Street Glide in a couple months? Yeah. Damn. For a weekend. Yes, I'm getting you're in. So, so think of it this way. If, you, if you're looking to actually buy a bike and you have no idea what you really want to get, if you're like, I don't know, street glide, road glide, you can be part of this team. Rent the bike, ride the bike, and may, that'll help you make a decision. I'm going to send you guys, I'm just thinking of this while we're here, but it sends you guys a, a QR code with an enter to win that we'll do. And we'll give away exclusively to two-lane life Viewers okay. and listeners, we're mm -hmm. going to give away some. All right, so give away some Club Eagle Rider. Okay, we will. That'll be we'll great. Take that. Yeah, we'll push uh, it for sure. Because they'll we, be yeah. 
There'll be a dollar. It'll be a dollar a month instead of twenty. Do we got to charge by law? We have to charge. Okay. Something. So, so it's a dollar instead of twenty nine. Oh, yeah. Okay. Hey. Dollar a month. I mean, I people, like you can throw twenty nine dollars away <coughs> easy a month on yeah. stuff that coffee. You won't get any. You know. Dollar a month. So now, now you're you're talking about incredible savings on there. Right. But what was yeah? I'll get you guys. We'll get you guys set up and and uh, we'll. We'll set you up with a few Club Eagle Rider memberships that you can give away to your listeners. Well, that's that's awesome. And we're also talking about in talks with doing a two-lane life Wild West ride Mm -hmm. where two-lane life will guide the tour. We'll have a sprint van or something behind us. Uh, But we're working on those specifics with you guys now, and we want to start promoting that. So pay attention as, as we start putting, for those of you that wanted to ride with us, this could be your chance. This is a good chance for you to get, and it's a Wild West tour, so we'll be in our element, so right? Wild West tour is Laughlin. It's it's an awesome tour. I'll start with that. Yes, it's L.A. to Palm Springs. So L.A. Palm down, Springs. you got to bond the first fifty minutes up because you're on four hundred five. But you just <laughs> just grab some throttle and just suck it up, and then and then you're once you hit the Ortega Highway, it's just all grins, and you're up over the Ortega. And then drop back down uh, along Lake Elsinore, and then you're then you're back up. Once you go through Paris, you're back up into the mountains again, and then we come we come back down the Palms to Pines Highway, and then come back in through Palm Desert, spend the night in Palm Springs, that second night, and then from there hit uh, Amboy the next morning, yeah. ride through Joshua Tree, of course. Mm-hmm. That start that's how you start your day three, and then uh, hit Amboy and. And then Seligman and Peach Springs that, yeah. and all those fun places, and then actually spend that night on the South Rim of the Grand Canyon. We stay in Tucson, which is just outside the South Rim, but we drop all our luggage and take the bikes and go into the park that night. And everybody gets to watch the sunset with their feet hanging over the side of the South oh, Rim yeah. of the Grand Canyon. <laughs> we actually include the helicopter ride over the Grand Canyon the next morning. Wow, Whoa. which is super cool. Well, that's our favorite. The, the West Tour is one of our. Yeah. We do that a lot, yeah. so we love it. We spent the rim on the south. We spent the night on the south rim, and it snowed on us all day. And I, you know, those great. days like we that happened to us in Bryce uh, last October. It was last year or the year before in October. We had a little group up there. We were just doing a fun kind of uh, leadership retreat, right? And we air quote that one. <laughs> you know, we do that's we do some cool rides, and uh, we we came out to our bikes. The next morning to about a half inch of yeah. snow on the sea, but luckily it was you know it wasn't frozen. And it ended up, you know, by the time you dropped down out of Bryce, it was a beautiful day. Right. Back in that the always so happens. That that Wild West that you guys are going to do, it's just it's just stunning. And that you, you get first, to see Monument Valley too, right? Well, that's I was just going to say. There's that stretch that just blows people away. And I think the key to really to to crafting a great on road experience or a great tour experience is that. You have to be able to – you can't have just one great day. You want it to be kind of build up to this crescendo where at the end you go, what was your favorite day? And, and when they go, I, right. I, can't, I can't pick one. But there's that stretch that I just talked about where you leave – you ride through Joshua Tree, Amboy, Seligman, all those cool Route 66 towns. And then you, that night you're literally sitting – I have a picture of me. You're sitting with your legs hanging over the south rim of the Grand Canyon, watching the sun go down. Epic. Right. And then the next morning, you're in a helicopter flying over the Grand Canyon. You're going, and then you ride the south rim. And then by four o'clock that day, three o'clock that day, we're in the middle of Monument Valley on a private 
you know, riding in these pickup, the back of those pickup trucks on a private trip with the uh, Navajo Nation Love as their guests. And they've got a 10-foot bonfire going for us, and we're eating Navajo tacos, and they're playing music, and it's just you're it's did you, so did you stay out there? Like, How could this possibly be better than yesterday? So you're no, staying. no, we 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 roll back in and we stay at the hotel there, but but the hotel's in Monument Valley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the next day, like you Mokey ride Dugway. the Monkey Dugway, and people are terrified until they right. start riding it, and it's like we're gonna ride that road that's like <laughs> literally cut into the side of a cliff. What do you mean? It's dirt. Yeah. Well, well the first time we found it, it yeah. he was looking at the map. He's like, well, there's a road right here that cuts off about 50 miles. And we'll be, you know, we didn't know. We're riding it and we're coming down the top and we're like, wow. So that was our first Smoky Dugway experience. Well, here we are looking we down no at this idea. vast valley. I mean, what a great trip. We Almost everybody makes it. We have, we've never lost anybody, but we have, we have had people go, I'm going to put my bike on the trailer. <laughs> a lot of the wives... That are going to it, we'll jump in the van and and ride up in the van. But that is worth it. It's so spectacular. What a yeah, we talk a lot about you know the badge of honor. What a badge of honor to say to look to be at the top of that thing and look down and go, man, I can't believe that I I just rode up there. It's eleven hundred feet, something like that. Our wife sat in the back of the bikes with the GoPro and filmed for us. Yeah, (laughs) mine would have just been digging a hole in my (laughs) in my neck with her fingernails. (laughs) uh, you know that, and then. That night you're you're up cruising around Bryce Canyon, and I think you know I think people don't realize how that Bryce Canyon, the top of it, is almost ten thousand yeah. yeah. feet, and the stunning views that are up there, especially if you hit it a little bit later in the day when the sun is because you, the time of year you guys are going, you know, if you go if you do that trip in November, October, November, yeah. and it's going to get dark early. So yeah, uh, and you will, I think you will come out uh, to a little dusting. Maybe what's, up there. But. What's the covered wagons we stayed in? What town was that in? Uh, we we stayed in these covered wagons in, in Utah. Torrey. Torrey, Utah. Torrey's awesome. We had nowhere to stay, and we're like, we pulled in, and we're like, well, look at all these covered wagons. They're huge. We, we were going to stay in Hanksville, yeah. right? And so we pulled oh, in, yeah, and yeah. there no vacancy. It, even the diviest of dives didn't yeah. happen. <laughs> so we had to run through the night, and we just happened across the – I looked them. I'm like, you want to stay in these? And we're all like, what the hell? And so we found them, called them. They're like, yeah, we have three rolled up. It was crazy. They were awesome. They were clean. They were neat. They were covered wagons. But I'll tell you, this is the kind of adventure that you get when you're out there. We're out in the middle of nowhere. Before we got there, we just like, it's so dark. Yeah. We pulled off the side of the road and we laid there for a half hour just looking at the stars. That's what I love about, you know, Riding solo or or winging it with a group of friends, there's you you would never have had that experience. Right. The flip side is there are certain times of the year <laughs> where <laughs> you probably want to have a reservation right. ahead of time, especially if you're staying in and around a national park. You know, yeah. if you're looking at Bryce or you know, that's always my advice to everybody: wing it, do your thing. Touring's not for you. That's great. Well, we love that, that you do it on your own. Just just make sure if you're going to be if you want to do a national park and be anywhere near it for a hotel in the summer, you want to do that in advance. We, we've never had a problem, and last year we had like ten. Yeah, it was like well, was there, it was the it was the mad rush of yeah, everyone that had been right. pent up and couldn't travel for a couple years. So the the tours that you guys are offering are great because you do have the destinations, you have guaranteed rooms, this and that. I mean, yeah, we would start a trip and say. All right, here's we know we're going first day, night. We have a room ready, 
but we never know if we're going to turn left or right when we get up in the morning. So we kind of went with the flow, but it was easy because we weren't on a tour. We were yeah. filming and having fun. And, and it's always you know? worked in our, on our behalf because like we wouldn't have found these covered wagons yeah. and at night. They're lit up and you're sitting outside and looking at the stars and you've got a lit up covered wagon. And it's like, this is insane. So, so cool. So for anyone listening, yes, if you're, new to touring and you want to get into it. I mean, it's a great way to start with an Eagle Rider tour because they're going to help you and show you, and we're going to have one and we're going to help you and show you. So it's, it's, it's good. It's a great value. Well, you know, we, 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 really what we try and do is have something for everybody. And again, the bulk of, of, if you just look at pure number of contracts or number of people, the, the majority of what we do is rent, whether it's groups or individuals, you know, we'll do, like I said, 150, 155 guided tour departures this year. Uh, a third of those are on Route 66. The rest of them are spread out. You know, the other, maybe a third Route 66, a third Southwest, and the other third is you know, Canada Yellowstone yeah. and that the Blue Ridge one and Baja and those. But really, and then we have the kind of in between is, hey, I don't want to ride with the group or I'm on a little bit of a tighter budget, which we all are on these days. I like the idea of having the planning taken care of and having the hotels booked, but I also like the idea of having a little bit more you know, freedom to, if I want to stay a little longer at this stop or, right. you know, so we have self-guided tours, which we give you the bike, the hotel, the itinerary. We put the turn by turn Google maps, essentially turn by turn in your phone. Your phone. Yeah. It's called, we have an app called our mobile tour guide app. It's pretty cool, but we've also spent four or five years now, we have thousands of points of interest all across the U.S. They won't pop up when you're riding, but when you're, let's say you're on the, you're on our self-guided tour of the Blues Trail, and you're standing in front of a historic uh, juke joint, and a little thing will pop up on the mobile tour guide app, and it will tell you all about that juke joint and its place in history and why it's so significant to that area or to that period. Right. So we have two or 3,000 of those points that will pop up all across the U.S. So I think self-guided is a great way to go for someone, again, that I'm, it's just me and my wife or it's just me and three of my buddies. We want to get bikes, but we want the help. And we've got 170 of those on the website. People can just go in and buy that. But about half of the self-guided tours we do are people that go, all right, I like the idea of this itinerary, but can we swap this day for that day? Or I want to stay in the covered wagons in Torrey instead of at the hotel in you know, at the national park in Bryce Canyon, right. or I want to stay on, at the hotel on the grand Canyon instead of a mile outside in Tucson, or I want to stay two nights here. So. El Travar. Yeah. And we've got cool, uh, cool young, uh, guys and girls that love to ride and we, right. cha we chain them to a desk <laughs> six months of the year. And they build these tours because they're our peak, uh, booking season isn't, the peak riding season. Right. So it's cool because we incentivize them and they work hard and they do a really, really great job, but then we cut them loose on a bike and it's their, it's their dream. And it's, it's these young people that love and just have a passion for riding. And they go, man, I'm going to work my ass off. And then I get to go take off for two weeks and I get to go actually do one of the tours and we cover the cost of everything for them. We give them, you know, we send them out, out on a guided tour with a group or, we send them on their own self-drive and we cover everything for them because we want them. It, how can you sell something that you don't, right. and get somebody excited about a trip if you haven't done it? 
Right. You know, we want these guys to go. We want them to be able to sell the experience from their own personal perspective. Can't be a passion. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think, I mean, we, to your point, we've had people that are headed down to go on a group guided tour. <clears throat> we've had people that have done their self-guided in studio saying, here's what I'm doing. Yeah. And then we've had probably a few more people saying, we've got our own idea and we're just running and here's a big loop that they're making. And yeah. so it's, but it's kind of, it's like a third, a third, a third. It's kind of interesting yeah. that way. Yeah. They, they got a tour is not for, for everybody. People that do it, love it. And we've had so many people go, I would not, did not want to do a guided tour, but my wife insisted on it or my husband insists on it. You know, one of the great things about it is you're not limited to what you can carry in the bike because we have a support vehicle. You can bring nine suitcases. If you want, <laughs> you know? So they all say, that ah, was, that's not really my thing. And then they finish and they go, yeah, this was the greatest trip well, that we've ever been on. We made so many friends. We're already planning where to meet up back home with these guys. And we're planning our trip for next year. Right. with them. So, but you think about it, I mean, you're paying, you're putting a dollar down for an experience. And if you guys have got these helicopter rides and these bonfires and immersing them in culture and, and it, the experience is now like I, I could pay twice as much and do this because it's so cool, you know. Yeah. And that's the same thing. And like we try to do here with our customer service is like create an experience that they'll say, hey, I like what these guys are doing. I'm going to refer some other people into them because they know what they're talking about. They answer the phones. They call us with their questions. They we're engaged with them. Yeah, you know, and, and it it goes to what he just said. We we they see us on the road. They know we ride. So when we tell them, here's what you got to do. Yeah, they they trust us. I love it. You guys are becoming great ambassadors for right. our company, and we we really appreciate it. it it's yeah, it's uh. I think that it's getting over that idea of, I'll tell you a story. I have, we used to be a sponsor at Buffalo chip at the concert venue. So uh, we're partners with full throttle saloon. Now and we still, we still love the guys at the chip. And uh, every year we would have a booth there. And I would, I went for like five years straight just because it was my excuse. And they always, they took really good care of us and the VIP at the concerts and all that stuff. Right. So, but I'd have to sit in this booth all day with a couple of buddies from work and we'd hang out and, You'd always get the 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 guy that would come over. You know, it was the the guy that looked like, you know, Santa Claus with his suspenders on and his shirt off and his big belly hanging out. And he had it's nine in the morning. He's got his beer in his hand, and it's great. I love that guy. That's like that's who I want to be when I'm yeah, seventy. Like <laughs> <laughs> but he always they would always say the same thing. You get four or five of them every day. Why would I rent a bike? Like why would I ever rent a bike? I'm like, whoa, where are you staying? I'm at the Holiday Inn. Do you own a house? Yeah. Why would you ever stay in a hotel? <laughs> you know, what? what? What are you talking about? It'd take them a second. Yeah. You know, that, again, it goes back to what we mentioned earlier. That, that's the idea with Eagle Rider. It's not meant to replace owning a bike. In fact, we have phenomenal conversion on people that rent a Harley from us and then go home and go to the dealer and buy one and believe me we we keep all those statistics and, absolutely and it's that's why i think our partnership with the motor company is so great it's you know we're it's it's an extended test ride you you want to buy a new street glide you can go ride one around the block or sit on the dealership right or you can join club eagle rider or go into an eagle rider and rent one for a day or for a couple days and really and, ride. Re, and i guarantee 
if you spend a day on that bike it be, and you get that emotional attachment to right. it, you're going to buy it. So that's right. my only warning to people. If you're <laughs> test riding a bike through Eagle Rider is you're probably going to go home and, and buy that bike. We yeah, had a guy. That, that's okay. Yeah. We had a guy, if we have time for another, yeah. another story, we had a guy come, uh, uh, we did a media tour in Baja. I could tell you, I've, Chris was on this one and this was after uh, Chris McIntyre. And, uh, tell him who Chris is. Founder of Eagle Rider. I'll tell you two stories real quick. I know we're going over on time. It doesn't, it's got no limit. We've got two times. I'll tell you two, two stories. I'll tell you two stories real quick because they, they go together. So Chris and you I know you guys had Chris on the show. And yep. He's he's all personality. And that's not what you saw is that's Chris. Unless he's sleeping. That's the energy <laughs> that guy brings. And I mean, I just spent a week in or five days this past week in San Antonio at a at a travel conference with Chris and with Carson Summers, our CEO. And and just Chris is never turned off. But he's a terrible, I don't know if he talked about the early days of Eagle Rider with them going to Baja and him leading. He's a horrible tour guide. In fact, he's never allowed <laughs> to be in front of a group because we do a lot of stuff with media. And this was probably my first year with Eagle Rider. And we had did this partnership with the state of California and they were providing hotels and flights. And we had 12 or 13 of the top motorcycle and travel media from all over the world coming in. In fact, I was on a trike because the only media member that didn't ride was this, this uh, woman from Australia. And so I thought, all right, I'll just get a trike. It's easier. But I was the guide and I, in the morning and we're leaving out of Ventura. So we got to go down Lincoln to drop down. If you don't know that it's just a busy, busy four lane road, (laughs) not a two lane road, lots of lights, but it's just 10 minutes of just sucking it up with all these traffic lights to get down to Santa Monica pier and, you know, be in Mount, you know, hit highway one and be in Malibu. And so I give everyone the speech, safety, spacing. And I tell them, if we get separated at a light, just stay there. And everybody, no matter what, just stay behind me. And Chris was about two thirds of the way back in the group. And I'm not kidding. We were on the road for 60 seconds and he was riding Eagle one, which was the original, the very first Eagle rider bike. It was it's beautiful. And it has a super distinct, because that's back when we used to put pipes on all the on all the bikes, <laughs> and all of a sudden I just hear this, and here goes here goes McIntyre just flying by, hauling ass, and then here goes every one of the media <laughs> following him, and they were gone. It took us two hours, two hours <laughs> to find them all, to find everybody, just because Chris couldn't. He just could. It, it was killing go. him going ten miles an hour. He had to go, and I what I said, God, don't follow him. So we were on this trip in in Baja. We had another media tour. You know, this is three or four years later, and same thing, big media, Men's Journal, Men's Health, Forbes Magazine, Car and Driver. So this guy, Davey, from Car and Driver, total hipster, right? And he's, he said, I mean that in a good way, right? He, uh, but Davey said, man, I ride a Moto Guzzi. Like, I don't want to ride a Harley. Like, well, this part of this trip is being paid for by the motor company. You got to ride a Harley. And... He's like, I don't want to ride a Harley, dude. Like, I just have no desire to be on a Harley. So just come on. Just, you got to ride a Harley. So he picks an electric glide and he rolls into the hotel at Torrey Pines. Just total moto goozy. Cool, yellow helmet, the jeans rolled up. Like, he looked like a total Euro biker guy. It was just great. C- completely anti Harley. And we put him on his electric glide. Chris was a good boy. He stayed in the group. 
He stayed in the group. And then we got back at the end. We did this amazing. We spent four days riding around Northern Baja with this group. It was unbelievable. Unbelievable. And we get back. And Mr. I do not want like was like pulling teeth to get this guy to buy a Harley. This is back when we were selling bikes direct to the public. Got back to our location in San Diego. Guy pulls out his checkbook and writes a check and buys really buys the electric glide he's like you oh my god he spent four days on it and, and <laughs> sold it to him so and there, an electric glide even it was an electric it was a black electric glide wow he fell in love he said i don't want to say anything after like the first two hours he's like it was like i was in love with the bike but you know within the first couple hours of riding it but it was it's crazy and that, i think you know that's that's the that's what i love about about club and about the ability for people that are thinking about either transitioning or pivoting from another brand into Harley Davidson or just getting into riding. Think about somebody you know, we, we work with, uh, we've been working with the Motorcycle Industry Council Motorcycle Safety Foundation on a way to incorporate club into what they're doing because we said, well, what's the number one question? We have guys that work for us that are, that are, that are motorcycle instructors and they'll say, well, what's the number one question people ask you once they graduate from the course? We asked this guy, and they said, what do I do now? Because they don't know. They don't own a bike. What, what are you going to do, go buy a, an electric glide or go buy a right. big bike? You're going to buy a small bike, and then six months later, you're going to want something else. So we said, well, let's incorporate Club Eagle Rider into what they're doing. We'll front load it so they have the ability, and we'll build some rides for them so that first ride, you might just go do a little jaunt around the city, get used to navigating stoplights, and the second one – you get a little bit rural, and the third one is maybe an overnight to somewhere really cool, you know, up to from LA up to Big Bear if you're in that area, right? Wherever you are. But what a great thing for someone that's thinking about getting into riding, or hey, I'm signed up to take the basic rider course in three months. Join Club Eagle Rider today, and by the time you graduate, you got enough credits saved that you can rent one of the smaller bikes for six or seven days. Right. You then can you take know. a bike out every weekend for the first three weeks after you graduate. Right. Yeah. Then you know what you want to go get, or right. use Club for a year, then go buy the bike that you want, you know, that you want to have in your garage. Right. Again, we don't look at club as a replacement for ownership. It's a bike in your suitcase. It's just an extension of the bike that you already have. And motorcycles take <laughs> you to fantastic places in your life that you really never would know. I mean, yeah. five, 10 years, no, way past that. When I was raising a family, if you said, would you ever be on a street bike? I'd say, there's no way. I'll never do it. Well, I ended up getting a Harley after my son was done racing a guy talked me into it and the passion and then found out that he had a Harley and it's like we started riding and we came home from these weekends telling our families these great stories. And they're like, why are you not sharing this with everybody? Because you're coming home excited. So we started doing it. You turn the clock forward. We're on the phone with Harley Davidson. We're on the phone with you guys. We're yeah. riding all over the country. We're, we're, educating people We're, we have a store with motorcycle parts yeah i mean this is crazy yeah who would have thought i love what you guys are doing i'm excited for your canada ride i can't wait to see the pictures and video and well, I, i'm just trying to eat some time so the traffic dies down yeah so, <laughs> i'll say so for I, two I was, hours i was just gonna say like we we have uh people approach us you know somewhat frequent about sponsoring and doing you know hey put our product on or do this and we'll pay you this or, and, and we don't take it um, because we don't know how it works. If you want to send us something and let us test it and we think it's okay. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. But 
we're we believe in what we're selling we believe not only in parts but our our show um and it's there's some authenticity around it and so our first time with eagle rider was in maui and right <laughs> 15 years ago or something 10 years right. ago whatever it was in maui and then you know that's now transferred into we've done a number of trips on eagle riders for the east coast and kentucky and and we still have our own bikes you know and we'll be doing trips on our own bikes but yeah the sake and ease and convenience for us to be able to fly somewhere jump on a bike drop the bike off fly back home we just don't have the time that we could do a 16 18 day tour out there we we got to mine the store if you will so for us uh even as much as we ride we still use eagle rider so yeah we love it. I mean, it's it's simple. It's easy. Yeah, keep, look, it keeps people engaged. It right. keeps them in the sport. If you're if you're able to access all your bucket list roads with a two or three hour flight, and you know, leave on Thursday and be back at work on Monday and ride the Cherahol as a Cher. I always say it wrong. Cherahol Skyway and yeah. the Tail of the Dragon and yeah. and and go down to the Jack Daniels Distillery and do those things. Right. And be back at work on Monday to tell all your buddies about it. All good. <laughs> you know, while they were watching their right. their kid play ball or whatever. So. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. it's great. And uh, like I I appreciate you guys and what you're doing. I'm so excited for you guys and 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 I'm excited to watch this thing continue to just explode in growth for you guys and 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 to see where this partnership goes and and hopefully the three of us get to spend some time on the road together soon. Uh, yeah. Baja, I would say Baja for sure. Maybe you need to be on that uh What's the West tour that we're doing? What's Wild West. Wild yeah. West. <laughs> sure. Sure. Maybe you should be on that with us. Sure. <laughs> I would love it. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you coming up here. I know the drive's not easy and, and for you to come in the studio just tells us a lot about your commitment too. I mean, we offered to have you sit at your home and, yeah. and do it that way, but it's actually, you know, not done as much anymore where people actually meet each other. Yeah. You know, and so we hear your voice over the phone. We're talking to you a few <laughs> times and it's like, well, he seems pretty cool. What, you know, but now you're in person. We know you. Uh, he, we always say we found a new friend. Uh, you know, we, we've not met Joe in person, right? Joe's like a young version. Yeah. Of you guys. He's got the nice beard and I can't grow one. I can, like a mid- I can grow like a middle school kid. I think, I think <laughs> beard, he was yeah. going to be, we were going to meet him in Sturgis last year, but, uh, something came up and I think he had to stay out somewhere. I don't know. Wait, didn't yeah. we, did we meet Joe or is it just John? You guys all love Joe. Joe's a, he's a veteran. Can't remember. Is he veteran? He's an avid rider. He's a family man. He's a great guy. So we have to get him in here. And I could talk motorcycles and riding all day long. So, so as, as as is obvious from the so the thing that I've learned here together. is all the guys that are there. We talk to an eagle rider that that run the show, make the thing happen. You guys are all actually passionate riders. So your passion is showing. In your rentals and your rides. Yeah. Like that's uh, the last thing I'll say is just for the sake of time is we, we are, we, we, we use our mantra is it's, it's built by riders for riders. And even Carson Summers, who came on like a week before the shutdown for the pandemic, we, you know, Chris was looking to take a step back. We're very operationally heavy. And, but, you know, the guys like me, my skill set is in build, it's in, development and building things and customer experience. It's not in operations. And so they went and got a guy that has a ton of experience running entire continents for enterprise rental car. 
And Carson hadn't ridden a motorcycle in 20 years. He went and took the basic rider course, started right. And now you can't get the guy. He's got he's got two or three Harleys in his garage. He's got a gorgeous new electric glide. He's going to Sturgis. Like he's he's probably the most avid, like daily passionate rider now. And this guy wasn't on a bike three years ago. But wow. I don't know uh, from from the top down. I'm I'm not aware, except for maybe some people in accounting. Of, of people that ride. work for Eagle Rider that don't ride a motorcycle and that aren't passionate about it. So, right. yeah, it's awesome. It's, well, it's it a makes great for some story fun to get too, together, you yeah. know, to start this up in your garage and have yeah. one bike. And I mean, what a, what an incredible story to be now in six continents. Yeah. And it's hard to walk out line like the, to scale. And, and, you know, I think as you guys grow, you'll, you'll get a taste of this is, you know, to be able to scale and grow as a business and not lose that authenticity. And we've certainly made, mistakes and there have been road bumps along the way whether it was with rentals or with club but we've you know we, we work hard to fix those things you know and we've made a lot of changes especially to club eagle rider lately that really enhanced that, that are really enhancing the experience for for our owners like i said expanding opening all the overseas locations but you know our our goal is to just build lifelong loyal customers that feel like they're they're getting that we're reciprocating their loyalty with with some value and with right. some great bikes and great experiences. Well, travel is important, yeah. You know, and it brings those memories. And if you create an experience for someone that will never forget it, even if it's the, do, them doing a solo ride, yeah. they're out on Route sixty six, and it's pretty damn cool. We're awesome. we're in kind of a cool industry right now. We right? are. And you got cool socks. Your daughter cool went socks. to an awesome school. <laughs> my daughter. That's my that's my number one takeaway from today. My, daughter, yeah. my daughter's a coog. Go coogs. Go coogs. So we appreciate that. If you haven't watched the Jay Leno piece or the Last of the Daughters, go check take a look at that. Next week we have the Rock Store. Sean, we appreciate you. We'll do three, two, one, and we'll say see you down the road, and we'll throw the fish. Before we do that, I want to know if he knows the guy from Route sixty six tours from Australia. Uh, Dale? Dale. 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 I just saw him. I just got interviewed by his biker bear. So Dale. Travel show. He was at this big travel show we were at last week in San Antonio. So yeah. we were up in, in Deadwood and we were up at the, the 10 saloon upstairs eating and he walked in and two lane life and he bought us a round of drinks and, you know, we were having dinner. It was great. So, all right, now there's, we can do the. Yep. There's a couple of those Australian guys running around <laughs> yeah. out there. Yeah. All right. Well, so, three, two, one. See you down the road. See you down the road. <laughs>